Welcome to Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on CBS's Supergirl TV series. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number eight, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by Carmen Carnero. The description for issue number eight reads, quote, road trip. Kara convinces her big sister that a trip to the Fort Roz crash site is just what they need to get some answers. But what they find leads to more questions, unquote. So uh, this is a fun issue, and uh, we got to see Supergirl and Alex kind of hanging out together and doing some investigating. Uh, so what did you guys think about the, the road trip to the Mojave Desert? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. Uh, well, first, we are in the de- before they even get on the road trip, we're in the DEO with uh, Vril Docs being creepy. Yeah. Real, Vril Docs. Yeah. He was creeping me out, man. They're, the whole thing where they say when the camera, what the camera's not watching him actively, he's pretending to be asleep. But then when the camera's watching him, he's like right up in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he pops up into the camera. <laughs> which, so creepy. I, which almost leads me to believe that he's manipulating the camera feed somehow. Oh, totally. He totally yeah. is. So, I'm like, that's, and, and how nobody is kind of like, oh, well, maybe that's a problem. Like, <laughs> no one thinks there's anything suspicious about that. Well, I kind of wonder if this is like the overnight DEO shift because <laughs> the camera, the timestamp on it says 5.17 a.m., so I wonder if like the, you know, maybe this is like the third shift and maybe they don't care as much. Maybe they're just calling, kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah, There's it's, a it's D.O. graveyard shift. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's creepy, but we'll, we'll let the first shift when they come in, we'll let them deal with that. Like, I wonder if they're like the lazy D.O. agents who've, <laughs> who've gotten like the bomb shift. Um, but yeah, he was super creepy. Um, and I, that, those are actually some of my favorite panels in this, in this issue or chapter, um, just cause he was super creepy. Um, Morgan, what did you think about Brill? Uh, since we're talking about him, what did you think about him in this, in this one? Yeah. I, I, I just think that one panel where his face is just like straight on and he's just like staring. It's very unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Unsettling is a good word. This is definitely what it is. And I, uh, but I do, I do appreciate that the overnight DEO agents are just not as conscientious. <laughs> They're just like, oh, he keeps staring at me. Whatever, that's daylight's problem. <laughs> well, may, that m- might be the most exciting part of their night. I would imagine. Yeah. Probably because they're you're probably just staring at the monitors. Like yeah, the the timestamp in the beginning of the um the beginning of the issue is like three fifteen a.m. and then like the next time you see him, he's like five fifteen a.m. So like you kind of feel like between those two pages, like literally nothing has happened. But then like he's staring at the camera, and they're like, it's going down now. <laughs> yeah, because you you would think if like something like major emergency was happening, Supergirl would get called in. Alex would show up. Hank Henshaw would be there. So the fact that they're not there means that they're, you know, National City's okay. They're they're not, you know, in a time crunch, you know, nine one one kind of scenario. This is just kind of low key do stuff <laughs> right now. <laughs> Although now that you mention Hank, I feel like in terms of how far, I mean, we're eight issues in, and I feel like I haven't really had my Hank fix yet. That's haven't really now. had a lot of. Uh, I haven't really had a lot of Martian Manhunter. So that's. Sterling Gates, if you're listening, <laughs> which I know he does. I know he does. Um, we keep on like uh, special requesting things. I know. I know. I, 
I wanted more angst. I got it. So now I feel like now I'm like, and my next request is going to be, I want more Martian Manhunter. Cause well, I'm, cause I love him. Well, we have, <laughs> we have some, some, a couple of issues left, so maybe he'll, he'll pop back up. Um, especially if there's some more DEO stuff and some more Fort Ross stuff, maybe he'll make yeah. an appearance. Cause he was in Kara's dream, you know, zombie dream. Yeah. And then, and then, but then when we saw him, I think early on, he was Hank Henshaw. He wasn't John Jones, uh, Martian Manhunter. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I that was just when you mentioned him, I was like, oh, we haven't really seen a lot of John Jones, so that would be nice. <laughs> um, but I like, I do like, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, road trip like in fiction. That trope for me is one of my favorite things. Like, put two characters in a car and just have them hit the open road, and I'm I'm hooked. Like, I'm all there. So I thought that was a fun way to kind of bring us back to Supergirl and Alex after we. You know, because in the last issue, she calls Alex at the end. She's like, you'll never guess what my dream was about, you know? <laughs> so we're picking up with them now in the car. And, of course, you know, I just, I, I kind of want, like, a deleted scene of how exactly Supergirl, <laughs> like, how Kara managed to convince Alex to get into the car and drive <laughs> into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Alex is probably not very happy about that. No. I like the idea of her pitching it as like a fun road trip where they were going to go somewhere fun. And then as they begin to like drive, she's like, uh, spoiler alert, we're just going to the desert. <laughs> yeah, she was like, road trip. She'd be like, uh, Carl, why are you wearing your Supergirl outfit? And she's like, um, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do something with aliens and weird uh, things about, you know, connecting some sort of psychic entity to a body we're not doing anything like that <laughs> we probably could probably can't stop for any any gas because people will see my yeah. <laughs> my my s shield and my cape i just feel but... i just feel like alex is like there and there are no snacks yeah no snacks no awesome like road trip mix um that's playing on this you know the cd or on the radio or ipods people have like fancy um you know, iPod things now. My car doesn't have all that fancy stuff. So I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of forget now that cars have like USB connections where people can hook up their iPods and play their mixes all day. Um, oh, I know. If I want to listen to my um, to my iPod or my iPhone, I have like a, like literally a cassette tape yeah. that connects. That's how old my car is. So <laughs> these, these, these kids with their USB ports today. <laughs> I know. I'm so jealous of these space cars that people I know. people have. Um, but yeah, so we, we're not aware of any kind of, you know, mix playing on the radio. So, um, it's definitely early in the morning, it's raining, it looks nasty. So there obviously was <laughs> a little convincing that probably had to take place. And I didn't even, um, Carly, was it you who mentioned the, the secret identity? Like she can't get out of the truck. <laughs> like I didn't, <laughs> well, even, I, I didn't like, even think about that. Well, I was just like thinking about, well, they probably can't stop. I mean, if they stop for gas, she's going to have to like, like hunch down in the front because people, if somebody looks out and sees her, she'll be like, why is Supergirl riding in the car? Well, maybe they have cosplay in National City. Maybe like <laughs> in this universe, maybe people just dress up like Supergirls and maybe it wouldn't be a big deal. That's true. Um, Morgan, what did you have any other thoughts about their road trip? Yeah, I really like I really like the road trip aspect of of this issue. And one of the things I really liked about it is that you can uh, through the dialogue, they tell you basically how long it's been since like the beginning of this comic series because she's like, you know, this happened with uh, 
with uh, what was it, Rampage, mm-hmm. and then a week later, Wynn gets uh, you know a- a- attacked by Viral Docs, and then three weeks later, <laughs> like um, her dreams get invaded. So you got like a pretty good idea of how long all of this, all of the action that we've been reading is taking place over. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, Sterling does a really good job of kind of connecting the dots and also giving us context for when these things happen. So that's actually really nice because then you can kind of be like, oh, well, this happened then, this happened then. So uh, I appreciate the, the attention to detail for sure. And what did you all think about their little investigation into this DEO restricted Fort Ross area? Um, Carly, we'll, we'll start with you. It kind of reminded me of there's a not to like get all cross uh, universe like comic canon or whatever, but it reminded me of the scene. There's the whole scene in Captain. I think it's the second Captain America movie where they go and find the like underground bunker that has all the like all the oh, hidden. Yeah. You know, then they find out like all this stuff about Hydra. I'm like, oh, is there going to be like a secret underground you know thing? And then it turns out that there's like all this hidden technology that's kryptonian and you're like ooh, so it kind of reminded me of that a little bit where they're like they have basically there's something that's been abandoned for years but or supposedly abandoned mm-hmm. um then you realize that there's actually not you know it's not as dormant as people were led, being led to believe i don't know if if it's something that were it was deo originally i guess and then got taken over by whatever these things are. But I did, I, I, it was, it was interesting when Kara spoke Kryptonian, but it was like wingding text. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's, you know, like the wingding font. (laughs) That's actually Kryptonese. And that's been something uh, I've been familiar with since we had read the Jeff Loeb uh, run, the, the start of the Jeff Loeb run for Supergirl radio. That was back in the uh, Teresa Giacino era of Supergirl Radio <laughs> in season zero. And um, so that's actually something you can actually translate. Like they have Kryptonese. You can look it up online, do a Google search for Kryptonese. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask, is there a way to like translate it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, can find, cool. you can find the Kryptonian alphabet on uh, online. And in case... So they don't- they don't have like a babble fish where you put it in and it comes out as like barely English. Uh, I wish there was like a Kryptonian to English translation website where you could just type it in or whatever. But I guess you couldn't really. Yeah. Like how, yeah. How would you type in the little wingdings? I don't know. But, but because the way I have to, because sometimes I get really frustrated because I'll, I'll read these Supergirl issues or Superman issues and I'll be like, oh, there's Kryptonese. And for like a split second, I'll be like, dang it. I have to translate this. But then when I start going in there and I'm like, okay, this means a, you know, it's also, it's kind of like uh, a Christmas story when he's kind of doing the, <laughs> you know, drink your Ovaltine thing. Like that's the way I, I am, I am Ralph, you know, doing the drink your Ovaltine. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. This means this, this means, I get really excited about it. I get frustrated at first. And then when I start doing it, I'm like, this is really fun. I like doing this. Um, so if you read this issue and you were like, I have no idea what Kryptonese is. I want to know what they said. I will give you what um, the Kryptonian robots and Supergirl said. Basically, when they go down there and the Kryptonian robots are like yelling stuff, they say, alert, alert, subdue and eradicate intruders. Um, so they're kind of like this security system. 
And um, they repeat that a couple of times. And Supergirl has this awesome panel where she, you know, she's shouting and she says, stop, stand down, all of you. And she's very commanding and it's awesome. And the Kryptonian robots are like, okay, command received, awaiting orders. And she asks, uh, she says to them, you know, report, whom do you serve? And uh, they say, the Kryptonian robots say, we guard, we guard Kara Zor-El. And the last thing, the last little bit of uh, Kryptonian translation or Kryptonese translation, I think somebody can correct me if this is incorrect, but I think when you're reading it, it's Kryptonese. And when you're speaking it, it's Kryptonian. That's how I look at it. Um, But the last thing that Supergirl says, I guess, in Kryptonian, she says, great Rao. So um, it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of a, a an additional thing where like you don't have to know what that says, but it's kind of a neat little thing. What I like about that kind of stuff is it sort of adds to the atmosphere and it adds to um, the the kind of culture. So I, I kind of like that. Um, so that's what they say. If you are like, I have no idea what this means. That's what it is. Um, so definitely Google Kryptonese alphabet. And you can translate it yourself. <laughs> and and you can double check and make sure I'm correct. Because I actually had to contact Sterling Gates because I was like, what is this letter? I can't, I can't, I can't make that. I can't, I've got like, I've got like four letters, but I can't make this one out. And so he helped me understand one of the words. And I was like, that's exactly what that means. Duh. Um, so if you ever have trouble, you know, translating the Kryptonese, hit Sterling Gates up on Twitter. <laughs> he will fill you in. But, uh, yeah, so Morgan, what did you think about um, their little investigation into this underground bunker? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I, I, I thought that the Kryptonese part was really like, I was like, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> and then I remembered that you uh, always do the translations. And I was like, Rebecca will, though. <laughs> I, 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 tr- I just have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I, try, I try to go in there and figure it out. But yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was really cool. Uh, like now that Carly has mentioned that, um, that scene in the winter soldier where they go down to the bunker, it does really remind me of that. And, uh, but I thought it was cool that they have like the, like the robots that are speaking, um, Kryptonian, Kryptonese, I'm not sure which, which it is, but (laughs) they've got the robots that are, you know, sort of the lookouts for the, the underground section. And then they get they get all the way in there and there's all these like creepy pictures of car all over the place. So I'm interested to see where it's going to go from there. Yeah. The, um, the robots look like Kellex who is, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the two of you, but you know, I think Supergirl radio has shown a fondness for Kellex. <laughs> Um, so uh, yes, yeah, season two, Calix uh, like regular cast members. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I thought that was interesting that these robots, um, and I guess that sort of adds to the Kryptonian culture that these robots sort of will have that same look, and that they. And, you know, I'm my big question is how are they down there? Why are they there? You know, they say that we guard Kara Zor-El. Why do they guard her? <laughs> Why do they know her? Why are all these pictures there? Um, you know. Why is there a Kryptonian sunstone there? Why are there pictures of Kara and Alex's kids there? And um, there's picture, uh, I think there's pictures of her, her first day at Cat Co. and her first day at Supergirl. Like, who has all this stuff? So it is very creepy 
that somebody has been watching her. It's not just Sai and her dreams. It's like somebody is in reality looking at her and studying her life. And I, I would also echo that it does sort of remind uh, me of the Winter Soldier and sort of that bunker thing. So um, I think that's a neat, uh, a neat little device that Sterling used. Because just like real docs watching the people at the DEO, it's very creepy when somebody has all your info and is actually looking into your life. So that's and I and I wonder, do you do you all think that the stuff with Kara being watched and real docs watching the DEO, do you think that's connected? Um, Carly, uh, I'll put that towards you first. I mean, I feel like it's. it's the choice to have real docs pop up in this issue is probably deliberate. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's a stretch to, to, you know, maybe not assume, but hypothesize that, that it's connected somehow yeah. that maybe, that maybe somebody's using him and his abilities or had been using him as a means to, you know, through which to monitor Kara because it seems like he, I mean, he's, he, we've seen he's got the capabilities, so it could be somebody that was just kind of using him as, you know, the, the method of how to study her. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the fact that we see him kind of getting up to something in the DEO is probably <laughs> very deliberate. And it almost seems like it's kind of the same time, like mm-hmm. him, him kind of, being all right. within the camera is kind of the same time as this little road trip. Well, maybe it's, yeah. I mean, because you think about, like, she wakes up from her dream in the previous issue, and it's, I'm assuming, the middle of the night, which you, and then they cut to real docs in the DEO, which maybe is around the same time. I mean, that would be my guess, is same and, time frame. And uh, and when they're, they're going into this, like, sort of abandoned desert compound, you can see that it looks like the sun is just, like, rising over the hill. Yeah. So, I mean... When we start out the issue, it's only it's like five o'clock or like three o'clock between like three o'clock and five o'clock. So yeah, you could definitely see like maybe when they're having the car trip is when he first is like being creepy on the camera, <laughs> and then and then around five o'clock when they're like going into this bunker is when he like starts like really like upping his creepy level. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point to connect it to the sunrise. Well, um, and we have a new artist on this chapter, um, Carmen Carnero. Uh, what did you guys think of that artwork? Um, Carly, we'll start with you. I, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of all the art so far, and this is no exception. I feel like it's, I don't know if there's a way to describe it. I would say probably it's the, the lines in this art feel a little bit harsher than some of the previous, like, it just, it feels kind of like, like when you look at certain characters, you can kind of see like more detail in their face. Um, it's not quite as maybe soft, I guess is the right word as some of the previous art, but I like that. I like that we kind of are seeing, you know, you're seeing different, I would say it even highlights different features of the characters. Cause if you, if you, even the scene that like Supergirl and Alex in the car in the beginning, you can kind of see like the worry in Alex's face, like the lines in her face more. Yeah. But I like that. I think it kind of accentuates the emotion, um, in a different way than what we've, what, some of what we've been seeing. But yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. I like even just like the, some of the panels when you see the rain just to coming down the windows, 
So I thought that was cool. I mean, I think it's, for me, it's a combination of the, the line work and the coloring for this issue were really strong for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Morgan, what did you think about the art in this one? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that the the lines were a lot stronger in this one. And I think that the faces um, for this art have been a little bit, I don't know if like more expressive, but they're very expressive. I think that uh, especially in the car scenes, but even in like the fighting scenes, like I'm looking at the panel where um, a Supergirl is punching through the robot. And I think that I like the way that she kind of plays with perspective. So there's the one panel where she's like punching through the robot and the, you know, her fist is a lot closer to the viewer and mm. Alex is in the background uh, shooting at the robots. And then at, at a different point that there's like another, um, there's another uh, panel where uh, Supergirl is flying and she's a lot closer. Uh, again, her like her hands are kind of going off the panels even a little bit. Mm. Like it, it gives it like a real depth, like she's flying at you and like Alex is running behind. It, it's very, I, I like the way that she's like playing with perspective. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because there is one panel where we get a kind of a close-up of, <laughs> I don't want to say Kellex, but one of the Kryptonian robots <laughs> Um, who looks sort of like Kellex. Um, we get a close-up of sort of, I guess, the face, if you want to call it, like the eyes of the robot, as it were. And we get to see the reflection of Supergirl in, uh, I guess, the glass of the robot. And uh, I, I like that kind of stuff, too. That visually is very appealing to me to, to see that different perspective and uh, the way things are kind of told through story. And I thought this issue did a really good job of kind of playing with that. Like one of my favorite bits, and it, they're real small panels. They're not, you know, big and, and bold, but they're the stuff with the rain where like Supergirl's in the truck talking about Rampage and behind her in one of the panels is like um, the, the raindrops sort of form Rampage. Like you sort of see the outline of Rampage in the raindrops on the glass. And then the next page has the the same kind of scenario where Supergirl is in the car with the the rain coming down on the glass and the 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 raindrops have sort of splattered away um, as they've been talking about what's what's happening. So I thought that was a really interesting kind of storytelling tool that behind Supergirl as she's talking about these things, the visuals are happening with the rain, and I thought that was really cool. And I loved all of the stuff with the lens flares and the sun. I thought all that was really beautiful. There's one shot where Supergirl and Alex are looking over the ridge, and there's this awesome lens flare, and it's so cool. And uh, so, I, I, and I actually thought that for all of these issues that we've been reading, I thought this was the first one where Alex really looked like Kyler Lee. Um, mm. For me, I mean, it, it was a it was a dead ringer. I thought, um, uh, in, in my opinion, it looked she Alex looked the most like Kyler Lee that I think uh, we've seen in the past. So I, I think this personally is my favorite issue in terms of the art. I really liked the way everything was drawn. It's so interesting that you you mentioned the rampage in the on the window out of rain. I did not at all notice that. <laughs> and now I think it's so cool. But I did notice in the next panel, like when the rampage dis- disappears, but she's talking about uh, Viral Docks. Um, the pattern on the win- on the uh, the rain is making on the window is like kind of it looks kind of like um like a circuit board. Oh yeah, which it I sort thought of does. was cool. Yeah. And yeah, and at that point, she is talking about real docs and what he did to win. So 
That's neat. I really, I like that. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff because one of the things I think is really cool about comics as a medium is that you can, you can do this kind of stuff. You can tell a story through the images and it's not just pictures. It's, it's partly telling a story too. So I like that kind of stuff. Um, well, what are your overall thoughts about this chapter of Adventures of Supergirl? Uh, we're talking about number eight. So what are your thoughts, uh, Carly, about number eight? It's interesting because I think we're on we're on eight now, and the last seven I would say have we've we've been getting a couple like multi issue characters. So we started with Rampage, and then we had Real Docs, and then we had Psy, and this one we're start we're kind of starting to see how they're all connected or maybe connected somehow, like because you know Supergirl basically uses the the conversation in the car to bring up everything that's happened. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think originally I wasn't sure if they were going to kind of do like, not, I mean like standalone and maybe not really have them intersect with the, in terms of the villains um, in this comic. But I like that now we're kind of maybe starting to see that they might be more related than I originally thought. So I'm, I'm, more intrigued now to see how it's all going to tie together and also how this new kind of twist at the end in the, you know, hidden like Fort Ross crash site bunker, uh, how that plays out. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, it feels like, it feels like we might be moving more towards like a greater conspiracy or a greater bad guy. Um, at least judging also by, like the room that they found with all the photos and the creepiness. So (laughs) yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it all plays out, but I'm, I, I like the intersection, the intersecting and how everything is starting to tie into each other. Yeah. It's nice to see the links between all of the stories and all the the Mm -hmm. characters. Um, Maureen, what are your overall thoughts on this one? Yeah. I like this chapter as well. I, I, I think I agree with Carly. I've, I've been saying, I think, um, every time we talk about this, how impressed I am with the way that the the different storylines connect to each other and like flow one into the other. And I think that this was a great um, example of that. Even going so far as to go all the way back and remind us of how each individual story has connected into each other in that, um, that car ride that, uh, that Alex and Cara took where Cara is like, well, this happened with Rampage and then this happened with Rural Docs and then this weird thing happened with my dreams. And you're sort of starting to see what feels like the puzzle piece is kind of starting to click into place where there's, it's not, maybe it's not so much these individual adventures as it is this larger story that's like connecting um, and we're starting to see more of the of the full picture. And I'm, I'm really interested to see where they're going to go from here and how it's all going to connect together. And, you know, if, if there's, it sounds like there's another villain and who, who is this other villain? Um, so yeah. And I really like the art, this issue as well. So I, I like this one. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nice. Maybe it's a little selfish as a reader, but I, I kind of like it when stories build on them, you know, issues build on themselves to get to a, a big payoff at the end. And so I, I agree with y'all. I think 
that there's there's something coming and it's 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 going to make it feel like all this time that I've invested in, in this story is going to matter and it's going to have weight and it's going to pay off. So I definitely like that as well. And I enjoyed getting to read and, and see Supergirl or Kara and Alex spend time together. It was nice to see the sisters hanging out together. And I, I like the idea that putting them in a road trip and sort of forcing them to talk about things <laughs> was a, a neat way to do that because some, you know, I've done road trips before where when it, you're kind of going for a little while, maybe you just need to have a conversation because what if you are tired? What if it is five in the morning and you're sleepy and you don't want to fall asleep at the wheel? Sometimes it's nice to have a conversation and talk about things just to keep yourselves awake. So uh, I like that aspect of it. And I was really happy that the reason that Supergirl wants to go out there is to help someone else. I thought that was really nice for her character that she does this. She drags Alex out of bed to try to help Psy. And I thought that was great. Um, and I'm very interested in finding out more about this character named, uh, named Facet who, as far as I'm aware, is an original character for this series. So I'm very curious as to what that's about because, A, I want to know why Facet has Kryptonian robots. Where did Facet get them? <laughs> uh, and, B, why why does Facet have all this stuff on Kara? What's the end game there? And uh, I'm also curious as to how Viral Docs kind of pays off with that you know are they working together i have so many questions and i think that's an awesome thing to have at the end of a story is to have more questions so that you can you know get to the next thing so i think that's going to wrap up our discussion of adventures of supergirl number eight if you've already picked up this issue make sure to give it a rating in comiXology and if you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. So if you haven't bought it digitally yet, you have no excuse. But also... <laughs> Don't forget that Adventures of Supergirl hits comic book stores on May 11th with the first of the twice-monthly print periodical uh, collecting the first three digital chapters. Yeah, so if you don't want to read it on your iPad or online or anything and you want to hold it, a physical copy, you can do that as well. That will, that will be out uh, starting on May 11th, so you'll be able to pick that up. And as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio or Adventures of Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify, so check out our playlist there. And you can listen to us on Google Play. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're a part of the DC TV podcast circle, so if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed, uh, follow DC, at DC TV podcast on Twitter, and like DC TV podcast on Facebook. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod, that's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm weekend editor at The Mary Sue, which you can find at themarysue.com. 
And I also occasionally write for other sites too, but if you want to follow me, Twitter is probably the number one place. <laughs> uh, and you can also find me on Twitter. I'm, I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, you can find my writing at BuddyTV.com. And you can also find me as one of the co-hosts on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, I personally love it when I get to to read what you guys have to write. So I appreciate all the hard work you do for uh, all of your respective outlets. So thank you for writing those articles. Join us next time as we continue to go on the adventures of Supergirl. Supergirl.